From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And away we go. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Stefan Verstappen, martial artist, author, standing by. The world, he says, is under the influence, control of malevolent forces. Uh, but humankind, the rest of us, that is, have no chance in hell uh, of standing up to the madness as long as we remain compliant, essentially scared of our own shadows. And um, uh, Stefan Verstappen will be here to teach us The Way of the Warrior, which happens to be the title of his new book. Ian Robertson is off tonight, and the young and talented Jamie is here twisting the dials on the other side of the glass. Welcome, Jamie. Please get on up to the website, strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal to this program, all of my projects, really. Of course, there's the uh, the radio page for this program, and if you go there, that gives you loads of information, uh, not only about tonight's program, past programs. Take a moment. Click on that blue Members button on the left-hand side. Register. Quick, easy, free. And that gives you access to the members-only areas, such as the past show audio archives, which goes... They go all the way back to the summer of of 2012. Uh, That reminds me. We are coming up in just a few weeks, Albert. I don't know if you know this, but uh, it'll be our seventh year on Zoomer Radio. August the 16th. Speaking of which, that'll be our seventh anniversary here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, one other item on strangeplanet.ca, and that is the live events page. And I want to draw your attention. We've got two events. I say we, Strange Planet Productions, that would be me, and my good friends Patrick and Kadena at Conspiracy Culture. Uh, we are co-presenting a couple of events, and one we've just confirmed. And uh, there'll be uh, details on uh, purchasing tickets coming up in the, in the next few days. This is Sunday, September the 11th, with Dr. Judy Wood. Where did the towers go? Evidence for directed free energy technology on 9-11. J.J.R. McLeod Auditorium. Sunday, September the 11th, 2016, with Dr. Judy Wood. Details coming soon. Check strangeplanet.ca, the live events page, and also conspiracyculture.com. And then also, while you're there, check out October the 15th. That's a Saturday. My good friend R. Gary Patterson, the Fox Mulder of rock and roll, is coming to town Saturday, October the 15th. Special Skype appearances from Leo Lyons from 10 years after. Peggy Sue Guerin, the good friend of Buddy Holly, the inspiration for those songs. Peggy Sue and Peggy Sue Got Married. And also, Bill Harry, world's foremost Beatle authority and lifelong friend of John Lennon, Paul McCartney. They'll all be joining us by Skype. Uh, Tickets now on sale. Strangeplanet.ca live events page and also conspiracyculture.com. All right. Uh, I want to um, get right to it because, as I say, malevolent forces running this planet... How do we fight back? Stefan Verstappen is a writer, world traveler, artist, martial arts expert, street youth counselor. He's lived and traveled throughout China and East Asia. And while in Asia, he studied Oriental art, culture, and Kung Fu. Kevin is a master of the Lohan School of Martial Arts and one of the few Westerners to, ho- to have lived and studied Kung Fu in China. 
He's a member of the Canadian Society in China and also worked as chairperson of the or for the City of Vaughan International Economic Development Committee in charge of facilitating the Twin Cities partnerships with the city with cities in Japan and China. He's the author of several books including The Art of Urban Survival. His article, Historical Cycles, Are We Doomed to Repeat the Past, What to Expect and How to Prepare for the Next Ten Years, uh, was uh, published uh, several, I think a couple years ago, in the Trends Journal. His brand new book is called A Master's Guide to the Way of the Warrior. Stefan Verstappen, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm doing good, Richard. Thanks for having me back again. It's my, great to talk to you. My pleasure. This is a, a, an important subject to discuss. When you talk about malevolent forces, we've touched in the past about uh, talking about uh, sociopaths and how really the rules of the game are rigged uh, in the in favor of the sociopath uh, in in order for them to succeed. When you talk about the malevolent forces running the planet, is that who you're talking about, the sociopaths, or is there something more perhaps metaphysical afoot here? Well, that's open for debate. Um, I'm going to stick down to earth for now and assign <laughs> that those malevolent personalities to the current crop of uh, psychopaths and sociopaths that are running our respective governments and pretty much every government in the Western world. However, you know, there's... Uh, some um, merit into the theory that they might in themselves be possibly under the influence of interdimensional beings or extraterrestrial beings. It's possible. I haven't found any evidence for it, but I'm not going to discount it. But certainly, you know, our own species is fully capable of the kind of insanity and cruelty and evil that we are seeing on display today. So, right. Uh, I guess yeah. I was I was thinking of that. Um, I'm not sure what um, what book, uh, what chapter in the Bible. It's that verse. You know, it is not flesh and blood against which we do battle. Uh, however, let's assume for now that it is flesh and blood, uh, uh, or flesh and bone against which we do battle. And um, so we're talking sociopaths and psychopaths, which actually is it's kind of interesting because today I'm not sure if I think it was on uh, a Turner Movie Classics on TV today was the Bad Seed. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Very, <laughs> very disturbing, but it was on today. Yeah, that that is a wonderful movie. I watched that movie. I remember it clearly. I think I was like nine years old. It was on TV, and it scared the living daylights out of me. Right. That for the, was, uh, for those yeah, who that, haven't seen yeah. it, this is a, this angelic-looking little girl. Uh, who ends up, well, she is, she is indeed a, a bad seed. I mean, she has lovely, a lovely family, but, uh, she's a, a murderous little lying, deceiving, uh, little monster. And, yeah, uh, a, a baby Hillary. <laughs> All right, a baby Hillary. There you go. All right. I'm just gonna <laughs> let that one just kind of float out there and let people do with that okay. what they will. Uh, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> uh, so. You you said something also interesting in, in in sort of when when we were introducing this, and that is that you know we we can't do battle against these sociopaths, these malevolent forces, as long as we are scared of our own shadows. And there is something going on with with humankind. We have become so compliant. Uh, and I I remember back it was that horrible shooting at Virginia Tech. And at one of the worst mass shootings in American history. Uh, and what stuck out in my mind when that went down was 
how many opportunities there were for someone to jump that guy, you know, because he had to reload, stop and reload. Uh, and yet no one, not, not one person had the presence of mind to do that. What's happening, uh, uh, to us, why are we? I mean, is this some sort of a devolution? Is it cultural? What, what's happening? Well, first of all, we are under attack. We are at war right now. We are being attacked on multiple fronts by the malevolent personalities that are in charge of things, uh, meaning the psychopaths. And <clears throat> excuse me. In you know, the last time I was on, we were talking about psychopaths and, uh, you know, the need for people to understand how these twisted people think. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to understand how they think anyways. It's just so insane and, and, and malevolent. That's what it is. But they're in charge of things and they are attacking us on multiple levels. They are attacking us through, you know, chemtrails, through vaccines, through GMO, through... Uh, uh, fluoride in the water. They've taken over the educational system and molded the educational system to produce idiots. They've taken over media and music and art and literature and newspapers to promote idiocy and, and dependency on the state and selfishness and narcissism. So, and now add to this, why are there no people, you know, jumping to the rescue at Virginia Tech? Add to this full scale attack on our culture, on our, on our humanity, um, you know, the modern cultural warfare techniques of, um, cultural Marxism and feminism and political correctness and uh, social justice warriors, all of which is aimed at emasculating men and removing the masculine uh, uh, um, personality from our culture. And this is done on purpose because the government and the psychopaths that control our government want obedient, frightened sheep to control because they're easier to control that way. And this has been going on for a long time. Throughout history, when emperors have come to power, one of the first things they do is disarm the warriors and then disband martial arts schools and then uh, make being uh, uh, walking around with a weapon or, or not being employed by the army a crime. All this is aimed at taking away the masculine principle in our society and specifically the warrior spirit. And the reason they're doing that is because it's easier to manage us if we're all sheep and there's no sheep dogs around to to uh, push back against the tyranny so this is part of the uh, the, the full th- scale attack on our on our culture and on our values and part of that full scale attack is to emasculate men so that they're all weak and helpless and frightened and 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 what and makes it easier for the psychopaths that's why well put. Uh, Kevin Verstappen is with us. The website is ChinaStrategies.com. ChinaStrategies.com. And the new book is A Master's Guide to the Way of the Warrior. I'm back with more of our conversation right after this. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. 
Stefan Verstappen is with us, writer, world traveler, martial artist, and uh, the author of A Master's Guide to the Way of the Warrior. And how do we fight back against these malevolent forces, the psychopaths, the sociopaths, uh, that occupy the corner offices, the corridors of power, uh, the corridors of academia, you name it. They're everywhere. The, the system is rigged in favor of the sociopath, the psychopath. Uh, and um, we were talking about uh, compliance and uh, sort of the um, – well, it, you know, I, I have a lot of people that come on this program or, or at least they pitch, you know, guests and books. And, and one of the themes that comes across my desk occasionally, which kind of irks me, uh, is, you know, if only men could behave more like women, you know, that would solve the world's problems. Or if only more, you know, more women were in power or men need to get in touch with their feminine side – uh, and and I, I get my back up against that because that's not the problem, and it also it, it, it's suggesting that somehow you know one of the sexes is morally superior and that they would do a better job if they were in power. You know, men need to be, you know, men who are men need to be men. Uh, and and I think that part of the appeal, love him or hate him, but part I mean we have to understand this phenomena that is Trump, and that is he it is the reemergence of the alpha male, and people are identifying with that long lost. Uh, icon, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, uh, whatever you think about him, at least he's saying a few things that seems to to um, go against the trend of this liberal leftist kind of uh, dogma where you know everything feminine is good and everything masculine is bad. The problem is that you know you have to understand psychopaths, okay, and. And let me de- describe uh, the difference between envy and jealousy. Now, with jealousy, if you see your neighbor, he buys a car, and it's a nice new car, and you go, wow, that's a great car. I'd like to have a car like that. Boy, I'm jealous. But you know that if you were to put in a few extra hours or maybe work weekends or cut back on on, on the beer, yeah, you know, within a year or so, you could probably afford a nice car, too. So you might be jealous of him, but, you know, you don't begrudge him his new car. Envy works differently. Envy is when a person sees someone else that possesses something that they know they could never have. And now, instead of, you know, not begrudging the other person for whatever they possess, they hate the other person and they want to destroy what they possess. That's envy. So, when you have psychopaths in control of society, psychopaths are envious of the rest of us because we have certain qualities that they can never have because they're soulless creatures. So we have, you know, love and appreciation of beauty and kindness and respect and family values and creativity and peacefulness. Now, these are all things psychopaths don't have. So what they want to do is destroy it. And that's what they're doing. They're de- they're destroying beauty and creativity and peace. And they're doing it in a number of different ways. You know, this whole, you know, feminism, this war between the sexes is just part of their strategy to divide men and women because they are envious of the relationship that a man and a woman can have. And so they want to destroy that. They want to destroy love. And therefore they, you know, they rile the girls up into, you know, they're, they're all abused and victims and men are bad and, you know, 
Of course not. So they're getting away with this, and they're using these tactics to destroy everything that's good about our society, and they're replacing it with greed and, and covetousness and, and uh, uh, you know, narcissism and selfishness. They're, they're trying to mold society into their own, you know, psyches. So we have to fight back against that, and quite frankly, we're losing badly. Um, but before we can fight back... We need to grow a set. I mean, we have already, uh, you know, these people are really powerful. Oh, did we, did we lose, uh, Stefan? Are you there, Stefan? Stefan Verstappen is, uh, joining us. Well, why don't we give him a, a call, uh, Jamie, on his, uh, landline for whatever reason we've, wa- we've lost, uh, contact. Uh, Stefan Verstappen here, writer, world traveler, martial arts Powerful, expert. Ruthless. Oh, there you are. Uh, you know what we'll go- with we'll- warrior spirit. Stefan, can you hear me? Because, uh, you cut out there momentarily. Yes. So what I'm gonna have, uh, oh, I'm gonna have Jamie call you on your, on your landline right now, if you can, can pick that up, and we'll continue the conversation on the phone. Uh, and uh, because your Skype is cutting out. And while we're doing that, I'll just remind listeners that uh, Stefan's new book is titled A Master's Guide to the Way of the Warrior. And uh, his other books uh, include The Art of Urban Survival and his article Historical Cycles, Are We Doomed to Repeat the Past? What to Expect and How to Prepare for the Next Ten Years. And that was published several years ago in, uh, I believe it was Gerald Salenti's uh, The Trends Journal. And you can also check out Stefan's website, and that is ChinaStrategies.com. ChinaStrategies.com. Jamie, you let me know when we've got uh, Stefan back on the line, and uh, we'll proceed with that conversation. Just let me remind you once again uh, to check out Season 4 of The Conspiracy Show, Vision TV, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I think we've got Stefan back on with us. Stefan, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me all right? Terrific. Yes, not sure what happened with our Skype, but we'll continue on the phone. All right, so as a martial artist, I mean, how do we... Get people to, as you say, grow a pair, or how do we, let's start with, with young people. I mean, do you, for example, suggest that we need to, should we all be, uh, enrolling our children in, in some sort of a martial arts program, whether it's kung fu or taekwondo or karate? What, what should we do with our young people? Well, that would be a good idea, but, you know, I'm, I'm of two minds about martial arts. I think if you find a good school and a good teacher, martial arts can do a, a, a huge, amount of good in developing character and self-confidence because we need self-confidence again too with our with our young people we need to instill the the sense that they can do things that they have um, uh, um, self-reliance and self-confidence and unfortunately through the educational system and through the machinations of all these psychopaths what they have done is they've destroyed real confidence in our youth by making sure that everybody gets a gold medal at a contest and nobody has to compete and everybody's you know uh, um, you know a winner and uh, and then you have the phenomenon of the bubble wrap kids and helicopter moms you know where kids have to be protected from any kind of you know possible danger and uh, well this undermines their confidence uh, so martial arts is good, but unfortunately there aren't a lot of really good schools. Um, so you need to shop around, and most importantly is to find a good teacher. It doesn't matter what the style is, whether it's kung fu or karate or jujitsu. The style is incidental. What's really key is finding a competent teacher who understands how to teach youth 
and, uh, and, 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 and instill the right confidence. But it's not necessary to take only martial arts. I uh, highly recommend any kind of an outdoor-bound uh, uh, program or an outward-bound program. Um, that was one of the greatest influences in my life was to uh, be uh, taken up north uh, three times a, week, uh, a year for a week at a time and taught wilderness survival skills, hiking, mountaineering, rappelling, how to shoot a twenty-two caliber rifle, how to, you know, shoot a bow and arrow, how to trap, how to build fires and fish and shelters. And and then the, the final test for the Outward Bound program was they would canoe you over to an island deep into an Algonquin Park there, and uh, you're left there on the island for three days with nothing but two matches and a knife. And you had to sort of face your own fears, you know, because you're alone in the woods and up up in Algonquin Park. I mean, at night it is pitch black and it's dark and you're miles away from anybody. So if, if you had an accident or if you got scared or you panicked, there's nobody around to help you. <laughs> you know, you've got to wait out the three days. So what that does, though, is it forces you to face your own fears and overcome them. Now, you do that, and the confidence you gain from doing that type of activity will last you a lifetime. And so martial arts, uh, outdoor skills, um, you could take archery, you could take fencing, you could take handgunning, uh, hunting, um, boxing, any of these types of sports. I even recommend dancing, you know, um, would help to develop confidence in your body and in your skills. And ultimately, and to become, you know, truly a warrior, you must face some sort of challenge. You know, we have been stripped of many of our rituals in our society, but there was an ancient ritual that all young boys went through, and that was called the coming-of-age ritual in tribal societies. And during this ritual, young men were tested, and they had to pass a test whereby usually they went into the woods and, and had to live on their own for a couple of days. Um, but there were different tests that they had to do, you know, maybe run a gauntlet or do a rope course. But through this ritual and through the facing of their own fears, they were given a confidence. And that's the kind of confidence we need and the self-reliance we need to teach our young people so that they can stand up to the insanity that's our current society. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I was watching a documentary. Well, it, was a, it was a BBC News um, uh, story about how they school kindergartners in Denmark. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but they have uh, a special type of kindergarten that's now it's in Denmark, about 20% of kindergarten children are enrolled in this, and the entire class, winter, spring, summer, fall, is conducted outdoors. And it's, I, I believe it's called forest kindergarten. Yes. And these children, at the age of five, uh, show up. It doesn't matter if it's pouring in the pouring rain. They jump around in the mud. They roll around in the mud. They 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 are left. They are supervised, but they watch the the the, the adults supervisors, the teachers will watch these children climb trees and hang from from limbs and play with. They they teach them to whittle with knives, big knives. Uh, and these children are allowed to just to run around. They'll 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 walk right up to the edge of a river bank and they'll look in. But they're instructed, you know, not to not to go in. Uh, and the the the, Engl- the British journalists that were producing this story were aghast. They couldn't believe that this was being allowed 
uh, you know, these five-year-old children being uh, allowed to sort of run amok in the woods. Uh, I mean, what do you think of that program? Are you familiar with it? And would you like to see it here? Oh, I'm familiar with it. I think it's wonderful. It's an excellent program because part of warrior training is to be at home in nature. You know, nature is uh, is our you know our, our our creator. We are products of the thin film of biosphere on this planet, and so to isolate ourselves and especially young children always in some concrete box. Uh, for hours at a time, uh, not allowing them to move. And, you know, this is against nature. This is uh, uh, abnormal. So, yeah, forest school is wonderful. They even have them in Germany. A close friend of mine, her daughter, is actually a teacher at one of those schools. And I really like the idea that they go out there winter, spring, summer, fall. I mean, these are the, the seasons. This is weather. This is the world in which we live. It's not something to be afraid of, you know. Uh, go out and experience it. This is what life on this planet is about. And that connection to nature will instill the inner, uh, it will begin to build a soul, if I can put it that way, you know, an, an inner character, a connection with the planet. And it's that inner soul, that connection with nature that forms the foundation for warriorhood. It really does. Uh, these these children were, uh, you know, falling in the water and getting cold. And again, the, the, the reporters were saying, well, my gosh, how can you stand there and allow that child to get wet? And uh, the response was, they need to learn and connect the dots, the consequence, you fall in the water, you get wet, you get cold. <laughs> it's part of life. It's yeah. a valuable lesson. It seems so obvious. Uh, but but we, we don't do that anymore with, with our young people. No. Uh, and 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 uh, also just you know I don't know what 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 the status is of Boy Scouting now in 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 Canada or North America. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably like many things on the wane. But even things like joining the Navy Cadets uh, or the the Air Cadets, the Army Cadets, and and they do a lot of that survival training too. These are valuable valuable things that young people need to learn. So then, so you if you inculcate your child with 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 the, these sorts of lessons, and they develop a character. But how does that help us fight back against the sociopaths and the psychopaths? Well, you see, it helps in, in, in many different ways. Because before we can fight back, we have to be able to critically think about things. And we have to have confidence in our mental capacity to analyze what's going on around us and see through the propaganda and the facades and the lies that are, that are, you know, bombarded, that are broadcast to us daily. And in order to do that, you really need to be grounded. Now, there's a concept in martial arts that's called grounding, and that is to be in touch with the earth, and it's also to, used to develop the leg strength. And there's a, a, an interesting correlation. Uh, the famous uh, psychologist Alexander Lowen w- noticed that when he was treating patients that were suffering from neurosis, um, these were people that kind of, you know, build castles in the sky kind of thing. Uh, he noticed that their legs were all underdeveloped and quite weak. And he tried an experiment where he simply had them exercise their leg muscles without any other psychological uh, uh, application. And he found that as their muscles increased and their stability increased, so did their mental thinking. You know, the mind and body is a unit, and this is in the way of the warrior, too. The warrior must train his mind and his heart and his body simultaneously because that's one unit. And if you don't train both mind, heart, and body, then you become disjointed. You become neurotic. You have, you're unable to 
you're easily swayed by by the fantasies and the lies and things like that that, that are going on in society. So by becoming grounded through, you know, nature, but also through martial arts and exercise, things like dance or bicycling or, uh, um, you know, canoeing, you also develop a corresponding mental solidness, you know, a, a mental ability to stand your ground and so that you're not so easily fooled because the first thing we have to do is see through the propaganda. We can't fight, you know, imaginary battles with imaginary causes and imaginary threats um, because it's a complete waste of time. We have to strike at the heart of things. In order to do that, we need people that are really grounded in the here and now, in the present moment, and and have a solid, you know, uh, background in confidence and critical thinking. All right, Stefan. we can do anything else. Agreed. We'll uh, take a time out, come back, and continue to discuss the way of the warrior. Stefan Verstappen, right here on The Conspiracy Show. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. The way of the warrior. Emerson wrote that society everywhere is in a conspiracy against the individual. Uh, and what they're after is our self-reliance. They hate, or it hates, society that is, hates self-reliance. And I think that's really what we're talking about when we talk about how we are becoming compliant. We are becoming sheep. Uh, is it the fluoride in the water? Is it the chemtrails? Is it uh, vaccines? Um, is it a brainwashing in, in our schools? You know, there was a time, uh, Stefan, when Canada or Canadians uh, considered themselves to be warriors. We were the, we were, we fought in Vimy, at Vimy Ridge. We, we died on the beaches of Dunkirk. Uh, we landed at Juneau Beach on D-Day. We were warriors. Uh, and then, uh, now we see ourselves as these blue helmeted peacekeepers. And there's, of course, there's nothing wrong with, with peacekeeping. It's, um, it's an important role. Uh, but there's a real mind shift there. Uh, I mean, how do we how do we get back to that? Uh, I mean, I don't mean to, to sound like we should be aggressors and 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 um, uh, you know that we're we're trying to dominate other countries, but we are and always have been a nation of warriors. Well, that's a good question. How to get back to that? You know, uh, see, a warrior. Let me distinguish a warrior from a soldier. A soldier is somebody that obeys the orders of a elite power structure. He does not make his own decisions, and he does not fight his own battles, and he doesn't accept responsibility for his actions. So a soldier, um, you know, and certainly in the modern day with, you know, the, the Anglo-American empire that we are apparently part of and supporting with our troops and our money and our equipment, um, modern-day warrior as a soldier is more or less a paid thug an enforcer for the government, just like the famous uh, uh, Lieutenant General Smedley Butler wrote back in the 1920s that his whole life, has, his whole career as a Marine has been nothing but uh, a gangster for the big corporations, you know, and I don't think things have changed very much. So, but the warrior spirit is something different. It's opposite from a soldier in that a warrior fights his own battles. 
a warrior is also responsible for his own actions, and that's something that we see now. You know, everybody avoids responsibility. Certainly, the politicians do. Nobody ever admits they made a mistake and 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 you know takes actions to rectify the situation. Everybody just defers blame onto everything else, to society, to my boss, to my coworkers, to my subordinates, whatever. Um, a warrior takes responsibility for his own actions. And so to reinstill, you know, that type of uh, uh, mental concept of self-reliance, that you're not dependent on the state and you're not dependent on orders from on above, essentially a warrior is basically an anarchist. Now, what I mean by anarchist is not what people generally think by anarchy and, you know, destroy society or anything like that. An anarchist in its is simplest form is somebody that does not want to give other people orders and yet doesn't want to take orders himself either. It's the laissez-faire. It's live and let live. And the code of a warrior is simply do no harm. Uh, treat others as you will have them treat you. And so if you can f- get people to live by that code already, a lot of in- insanity and the predation and the, the crime and and uh, uh, of our society will start to disappear. You know, we're like we can liken society to two types of animals: sheep and wolves. And you know, no disrespect to wolves because I, I, wolves are uh, a lot nicer than most people are these days. But we have two types of animals: sheep and wolves. Now we used to have something called a sheep dog. Now. The police forces and the military are familiar with this term because that's what they they they, they lure young men into the military and into the uh, uh, law enforcement with the lure of being a warrior of being a sheepdog. Now a sheepdog is like a wolf in that it can use violence and that it's also powerful. It's got teeth and it can run, but the sheepdog's job is to protect the sheep from the wolves. So we now have the wolves which is our government. And then we have the sheep, which is every working stiff average citizen that's putting in 60 to 80 hours a week in order to pay their taxes. Um, but we don't have any wolf uh, sheepdogs. Uh, the government, is, of course, is targeting those sheepdogs. So a warrior, and, and, and the warriors in the past were those people within our society that would stand up and say, this is enough and and then the sheep would rally around them. They were leaders in their own communities. And this is the way I remember the old-time Canadians. When you talk about the Canadians were warriors, they were, but they were sheepdog warriors. I remember growing up as a kid, I really looked up to the men around me because they were they were smart, they were independent, but they were also kind and gentle, but they were strong. They didn't back down from a fight. Um, we don't see that anymore. That's part of the program to get rid of that, to you know, eliminate that from our society because it's the sheepdogs that cause the trouble for the government, you know, and, and always have. You know, all revolutions and, and anti government movements have all started by people rallying around local community heroes. Uh, local community warriors, and they are the ones that were always the thorn in the side of tyranny. And as we head towards tyranny, uh, the tyrants all know to get rid of that, and that's why we are losing the warrior spirit. You're right, and we have to we have to start uh, building up uh, the character again in individuals, and then have those uh, people 
uh, assume positions of power. Let's start at the local level, at in school boards uh, and teachers. We need to get male teachers back in primary school. Yeah. There are no male teachers, or very few male teachers, uh, teaching grades, you know, one, two, three, four, five. We need male role models. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important, for sure. All right, we'll uh, take another time out. Stefan Verstappen stays with us until the top of the hour. The Way of the Warrior, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarin. Stefan Verstappen, uh, the website is chinastrategies.com, and the book is A Master's Guide to the Way of uh, the Warrior. One of the things that alarms me is uh, the brainwashing that's going on in colleges and universities, and I witnessed some of this firsthand. Uh, we hear a term now called, you know, microaggression, uh, where, where students are demanding these safe zones where they don't have to hear opinions contrary to their own. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to hear the other side of an argument. They don't want to be faced with sort of an awkward, uncomfortable position. What are we churning out by the thousands, tens of thousands students, which is really contrary to everything you're talking about? I mean, to me, they represent, or this type of brainwashing really represents an existential threat. I'm not exaggerating here. I don't believe. This is an existential threat to Western society. No, you're right, Richard. You're not exaggerating. You're underestimating how destructive this trend is. And, of course, it's all part of the plan. You know, the reason, you know, I'm writing the book is the book is gives you a, people a lot of tools, how to overcome fear and how to deal with pain and how to train. It's not a book on martial arts. It's a book on the skills that warriors have, how to, you know, develop your mind and critically think and observe and ways of perceiving and training and it's to bring those skills back that nobody is taught in school anymore. And what you see with this, you know, social justice and microaggressions, I mean, this is absurdity because at any given moment now in our world, there are thousands of people being bombed. There are hundreds of thousands of people living in the streets throughout Europe, throughout the United States, throughout Canada. There are children going hungry. There are people dying of cancer. There are, you know, diseases and violent crime. I mean, it's a horror show out there. And yet we have our next generation of people that are going to be leading the country and, and building the future. And their greatest concern is to be shielded and protected from a word that they might find offensive or some gesture, you know, or, you know, you're having people that have mental breakdowns because a man is sitting in a bus with his legs spread too far apart. And at the same time, they are fixated on this nonsense, on this trivial, insignificant insanity and having mental breakdowns over this and actually, you know, protesting and even resorting to violence, the rest of the world is going down the drain. And uh, it's, you know, how can these people ever address the problems of our society, the real problems, the serious problems of health and, and life itself is being destroyed and attacked on every angle. And furthermore, where the governments of the world are taking us 
is really obvious if you've, you know, I'm almost 60. I've seen this now develop over a period of 50 years. Where they are taking us is towards complete and absolute slavery. We're almost there now already. Now, who's going to fight against this slavery? These people that have a mental breakdown because of the way a guy crosses his legs? Of course not. That's part of the plan. They want these people to be... Uh, fixated and obsessed on this nonsense so they they can never address the real threat that we are facing which is slavery by the state and so that's why i'm trying to uh you know and it's not just me there are many other speakers and writers we're all kind of on the same wavelengths you know and you are too richard i can tell from the questions that you're asking and from the the things that you're saying, you're getting it too, that we got to get back to being warriors. we got to get back to the masculine principle of being self-reliant, critically thinking, and addressing the, 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 the real problems of the world. There's one other thing about the way of the warrior that I put in the book, and that is this. You need to be brave. You need to have courage. And the reason you need to have courage is because of all the spiritual paths that people can follow, and the way of the warrior is a spiritual path. Only the way of the warrior is the path that you must turn and face the darkness. That's why there's a chapter in the book called The Dark Night. And the darkness that we must face is the cruelty and inhumanity and tyranny of our society. Most people don't want to deal with it. I know, I get that. We're all afraid. A lot of people are having anxiety and panic attacks and deep depression. A lot of people, everyone I'm talking to is having this, these problems. They sense something really bad is going on, and they also sense that something bad is coming down the pipe. But we don't want to, we don't want to address it. We don't want to face it. Well, the way of the warrior is to be courageous and to face it, because if you cannot face the dark side... You can't run and hide from it. No, only, you're right. The it, only it, way to do it is to actually stare it down yourself. We need to raise our children uh, with moral clarity and moral courage uh, and, to, and to stand up to despotism and tyranny. And, and, and it doesn't have to be at a nas- on a national political stage. Uh, it could be at the local PTA meeting. Yes. We yes. need to everywhere we see it, we need to confront it and stamp it out and 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 say it's you know it's like uh, that scene from Network. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Uh, but those words have to be followed by actions, not violence, uh, but just doing the right thing and doing the right things right each and every time. Yes, I couldn't have said it better, Richard. That's perfect. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Is it Saran? Are you there, Saran? Saran, are you there? No. Okay. Hi, gentlemen. How oh, are there you? you are. All oh. right. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Richard, for taking my call. Uh, is it Stefan? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm a female warrior, and uh, it does take a lot of courage. I work in the school system, and I am seeing more males, particularly at my school. And uh, you're right, being a warrior takes a lot of courage um, to face whatever you're going to face during the day, not to turn a blind eye, and uh, I'd like to sign up um, on your team, Stefan. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, go to my website and shoot me an email. I respond to everyone who writes me. Okay. And uh, I also teach uh, Kung Fu in the park um, every Thursday night at 7 o'clock at uh, Humber West 
park and just like Richard was saying with the with the kindergarten uh, for, uh the forest kindergarten mm-hmm. I teach uh, all all almost all year round. Oh, <laughs> okay. What's your website again? It's uh, uh-huh. com, and you'll see a link there that says martial arts and um and you're welcome to join uh, the kung fu class, and um, it's just a it's just a small impromptu class, and yes. fancy. I'd love to do that. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Saran, thank you for that. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. That's something I wanted to mention quickly, yes. Richard. Too, women are equally available to become warriors. Warrior women are terrific. We need more of, of them. Of course, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the point we were we were making is that. Uh, or at least I was making, is that, that the idea that men, you know, in order to right the world, men need to become more like girls. That's not true. You know, we, we, we need to tap into uh, masculinity, all the good the, the good parts of masculinity, but also, you know, we need strong women. We need courageous women. We need women of character, obviously. Yes. That goes without yes. saying. Yeah. Um, you mentioned survival training. Do you Do you teach that as well? Yes, I, I do have uh, programs if, if people are interested in wilderness survival. I used to teach for the Toronto Boys Home right here in Toronto, and they ran a program in the summer up at uh, Algonquin Park. And we took at-risk youth. These were guys that uh, were too young to be – they were still young offenders, and so they avoided prison, and instead they were in a halfway house, which is what Toronto Boys Home is. And my job was to take them for a week at a time uh, into Algonquin Park and teach them uh, survival skills, and I can attest firsthand to the amazing benefits of bringing young men that have been grown up in the inner city and, and, and never had a, a, a male figure in their life and never had any kind of training in, in any, any sort of physical activity that would allow them to have confidence. And you take these kids for a week into the forest and teach them how to build a campfire and how to paddle a canoe, and, and, and you, they come out of their changed people. I've never seen such remarkable changes in, in young men as that program did. And it was like an outward bound program. We, 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 we really need to rejig our, our education system and incorporate those sorts of things into the curriculum. Uh, another thing is uh, people don't know how, I mean, there used to be home economics, uh, and I don't know what, where home economics is anymore, but in terms of, you know, growing a garden yeah. uh, and canning, I mean, that is something that we need to bring back. We, people need to know how to grow their own food and how to can. Yeah, and even how to harvest uh, a scrounge for food uh, uh, in the forest. You know, there's a lot of edible plants and berries and uh, how to fish and, and, and uh, gut and skin a fish and cook it on a fire, you know. Those are all wonderful skills to learn. Absolutely essential, and uh, they may be essential again uh, because I think, unfortunately, uh, not to be alarmist, but I think uh, the present generation, the, the millennials, are going to have their metal tested uh, the way that, let's say, for example, our grandparents had their metal tested. Whether we're yeah. talking about a depression, yes, uh, or a world war, or some sort of cataclysmic event, it could be a, a, an EMP event. Um, that's unfortunately, I think, coming our way. So we need to prepare. We need I to prepare. I think so too, Richard, and, and that's why I'm trying to, you know. Th- help people by providing some of the tools to make them stronger, to be able to survive what's coming down the pipe, you know. Give us one more. We've got about two minutes here. Give us a, a, another uh, sort of tip in the book, The Way of the Warrior, that can help us uh, fight this malevolent force that we're dealing with. 
Well, there's there is so much. Uh, it, it's over 500 pages now, and uh, it's 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 basically the the ability to rely on yourself, rely on your own senses, rely on your own ability to critically think, rely on yourself for self-defense as well. Um, you know, we we do not have the right to defend ourselves in this country. Um, you know, if you are attacked, you must wait for the police to save you, which, of course, will come too late. We are the only animal on the entire planet that is denied the right to defend oneself against predators. So we must be willing and able to defend ourselves against violence as well. And, and, and when you are able to do that, that also instills another degree of confidence because we're always afraid of being a victim. And whether we're a victim of criminal gangs or whether we're a victim of, of, of uh, government forces, you know, the thought of violence being inflicted on us is terrifying. It's really important to, you know, not necessary to study martial arts the rest of your life, but at least take a self-defense course. Because once you know that you have options that you can employ in case it should ever happen that violence is directed towards you, the very idea that you have those options will allow you to think clearly during a crisis. And during any crisis, the most important tool you have is your own brain and your own ability to think clearly and adapt to the situation. And that's what will allow you to survive. But you need to have a plan, and a plan in the form of a self-defense program or some kind of martial arts training would really be helpful. Stephen, always a pleasure. And again, the book is A Master's Guide to the Way of the Warrior, the website, ChinaStrategies.com. Always a pleasure again. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Richard. Have a good night. Bye-bye. StrangePlanet.ca is the website, your portal to this program, the TV show, other projects, the live events, of course. Uh, say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, and as always, follow the truth.